Jeff Withy drove in dunks tonight. <laughs> yeah, he did. I tried to make a gif of it, but it was just stupid. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break. Behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com. And I am joined, as always, by the Motley to my crew, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Oh, you just jacked up my whole intro, man, because you just said Motley. I got, I'm still, it's still after the game. I'm still getting really, really irritated about this whole Jonathan Motley thing. I'm, I'm officially launching the campaign. Hashtag free the Mott. Free the free, Mott. Free Motley, man. Like, put the dude in the freaking game. If you're not going to put him in, like, actual give him a solid role, when you sub in Jeff Withy before Jonathan Motley, and I know Motley just checked in, like, you know, a minute after, <laughs> but still, that messes me up, man. But anyway, not, Motley should. Not often do you get a all caps tweet from Isaac Harris. Everybody, and not often is what we got tonight. I'll get like I'll be sarcastic, like poking jabs, like Carlisle or something like that. But this is one of the things that makes absolutely zero sense to me in a blowout game. First off, Jonathan Motley should have a role in this twenty-one lost team now. Yeah, twenty-one lost team. He should be yeah. playing more. But second, when we're getting blown out, he should be playing the whole fourth quarter. What? Anyway, okay, let's go on to something else. And when he came in, he looks pretty good. Yeah, dude, he got a black. He scored like what, four points, maybe. Yeah, he had four points. And, I mean, whatever. He had a good post move on JaVale and just whatever. It, it really frustrates me. I can understand why. Well, I can understand your frustration. But to ease your frustration, Uh-oh. let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And I don't know if you've heard this. I'm ready. But apparently. So, we've been joking on this podcast that Dirk's going to play another five years. We've been joking that the yeah. Mavs have, have said he's going to play another 10 years. And, and we had the theory that they were just saying that to, to lighten the blow when this is Dirk Nowitzki's last year. Yeah. Well, they're either going all in on that <laughs> on that theory that they're just trying to like keep saying it's going to be another year, keep saying it's going to be another, you know, all these years or whatever, or that this is a real thing. Eddie Sefko came out with a story today talking about Dirk and talking about next season. And Dirk said in this piece by Eddie Sefko from Dallas Morning News, I'm not going to say 100% I'll be back, but it's looking like it. I feel fine so far. I've played every game. I'd love to play all 82. That would be amazing at age 39. We'll see how the body feels. But so far, it's been fine. So, it feels fine. And I really wanted to get to this. We haven't really mentioned this at all. Dirk has played every single game. And that is yeah. pre- that's pretty amazing to me. And I wrote this this sort of, you know, satire piece about how I would fix the Mavericks. And in there, there was this corporate takeover, like this merger with the Grizzlies. And at the end, I just threw in this line that, you know, the Mavericks could take 
Mike Conley and, and Marcus Saul, and they could really help them with their injury issues. And which is ironic now because the Mavs have a ton of injuries going on right now. But like Dirk was missing a lot of games last year. He was missing all back to like basically every, you know, one of the two back to back games every single time the Mavs had a back to back last year. And with this Achilles injury, and now he he's been back this year and he's played every single game, even the back to backs, and he's played a pretty pretty significant minutes in all of these games. I mean, that is I mean, it's either a testament to the Mavericks training staff or a testament to Dirk, but it's probably both. Yeah. It is I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. It is I mean, it's it's unreal. I mean, just seeing how it was last year with his injury and you know, you would just draw the conclusion of, okay, well from here on out in Dirk's career, he's probably gonna be like that type of guy. Like he's gonna be setting out back to backs. He's gonna be resting a bunch of games and stuff. And in his piece with Eddie, you know, he tells Eddie like, hey, eighty playing eighty two games, man, like that would mean a, a lot to him. And you know, I'm like, holy crap, bro! Like, that's, that's cool. Ins- that's, yeah, it's it's awesome that he he wants to do that. He's striving for that, and um, you know, this still the story is cool for fans. It's cool to think about, and we want Dirk as long as he can play. But going back to our theory, this feeds into our theory even more uh, because this kind of still takes it, you know, takes the spotlight off of. Okay, well now now everyone's. Ben's hawking on on social media, going to keep on talking. Oh, well, he's just going to play another, you know, another year, given that he's healthy. But but if you're Dirk and you get to play, let's say he does play eighty games, or crazy eighty two games, yeah, averages twenty five minutes a night and stuff. You know what better way to go out? Would you, if you're Dirk, would you want to go <laughs> I out? Can, that I can way? name a few ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm saying like compared to. If he has, he comes back and he has another year like last year or something, where he misses a lot right, of games, right, and right. Um, so yeah, I mean, we hope he is back. I hope he is back. Does this change that I think that this uh, is his last year? Probably not, but uh, but we'll see. I think a lot of stuff will factor into it, like Mavericks offseason moves next year, how far away he is from Wilt. Like, a bunch of that stuff like that. I think that could... Health will be the major thing, and he said it in a piece. So, right. it'll mainly all be health. That, yeah, I think I think what you just said at the end there is right. I think it's mainly all health. He, I don't think he's looking at any other factors, really. <laughs> I think it's just if he, if he is still good to play, he's going to play. You know? I mean, it, I don't think the other factors really matter as much to him, and that's what you said. So, it's good to see Dirk potentially coming back. And, man... <laughs> The Warriors doubled Dirk in this game. We were talking about the uh, Dallas Mavericks versus the the Warriors tonight. Uh, that kind of just surprised me. I don't know why. It, did, it it surprised me in that it was really really cool to see that Dirk is still you know he needs to be doubled at certain times because he just was scoring. He scored eighteen points, nine boards tonight, two assists. Uh, he shot six of thirteen from the field and uh, two of three from three. I mean. The man is still cooking. When when Dirk is a plus two, is a is a positive plus minus and puts up eighteen and nine against a team that is rolling out Kevin Durant and Jordan Bell as their big men up front. Those are um, really good defensive athletic, switchable athletic dudes. Yes. Man. That is impressive. So for all the people out of there are saying Dirk's too old. Dirk can't play. Dirk can't keep up with people. Really? Like, I mean, 
This is the lineups. Like Zaza didn't play. It's not like Zaza was out there and he got to hide himself against Zaza the whole night. Yeah, the Mavericks still lost by a lot, but still, Dirk was really effective and played really well tonight. Yeah, uh, he was the only positive plus minus of uh, of anybody besides Withy and Motley who just played the garbage time. Yeah, I mean that, that's just a testament to him and uh, how good he's played. Uh, all right, since let's just let's just get into this game. Um, the <laughs> the Mavericks started out with Maxi Kleba, and for the most most of the game, they played Maxi Kleba on Kevin Durant. <laughs> how did this go, Isaac? Uh, I mean, listen, Durant's going to get his points. I thought it was really interesting that they did go with, you know, Maxi on him. But Maxi guarded him as well as he could. Yeah. Durant's going to do his thing. I mean, Durant was just in a groove tonight. I mean, he was hitting shots over Barnes, over everybody. So it wasn't a thing to where, you know, a lot of times with mismatches with Durant, you know, if you have to pick somebody, you're going to go big, then rather right. go small right. if it's a mismatch. Because, you know, if they went with like somebody like Devin on him, you know, it's just a post up all day, and it just looks like torture while watching it with your eyes. Or he just shoots over the top on the yeah. three point line. Like it just doesn't even matter. He doesn't. He doesn't need as much space to hit off a three because he's so tall that just your closeout just doesn't matter as much. You have to like get up there and jump, and then I, and then as soon as you're jumping, you've lost. Exactly. So when you put somebody bigger like Maxi on that, you can dare him to take Maxi off the dribble, which he is quicker than Maxi, and you know. Maxi stay with him decently, but you also have Jordan Bell in the lineup too. That it's not a three point you know threat, so yeah. you can kind of hover Dirk uh, in the paint and kind of help out with that. So I mean, we're not saying he stopped him. I mean, Durant had thirty six tonight, so uh, yeah, shot Durant, like sixty five percent. Yeah, so Durant, but Durant's Durant. But what I was what I was getting to is like mo- a lot of Durant's shots were just really tough shots. It was just good basketball by Durant. It's yeah. not. It wasn't just easy shots. It wasn't wide open stuff. So. Yeah, the dude is incredible. I mean, it it's just pretty amazing to see to see him just get going. There's not many players in the league that can hit shots that he hits. Um because of the length and just because of the shooting touch. I mean, JJ Redick on his podcast this week called Durant probably one of the best shooters in NBA history, which is <laughs> just just amazing that he is a seven footer and one of the best shooters. Uh if people are talking about the next Dirk, I mean, a, a seven footer that can shoot, like that is <laughs> I mean Durant took it like to the next level. Uh, I Durant's wanted... one of the best players to ever play the game. Whether you like him, calling yeah. him snake yep. or whatever it is, he's one of the greatest players of all time. It's, I mean, he's a top twenty-five player of all time, top thirty player of all time, something like that. It's just that's just a fact of life. And if you don't think he's a top thirty player of all time, then you need to watch a new sport. You, you go back and you try to think of players that could guard him. You know, like who, oh, yeah. who in their prime could guard him, like Pippen. I mean, Probably. nobody can guard him. I mean, nobody can hardly guard him now. So it's just like a. Yeah. I mean, there's just not an influx of of super good defenders in the league right now, though. I mean, we have guys like, uh, you Kawhi. Know, well, yeah, obviously Kawhi, but we have guys like like Roberson making the uh, the all defensive team. It's just kind of, I don't know, all brick team. Yeah, <laughs> there's a. So I wanted to go through a couple things that the. So I watched the uh, the Warriors broadcast, and. Uh oh. They had Klena Azabuki on there, by the way, which is you didn't get to hear Marv and Kevin McHale. No, the this, <laughs> the service that I had didn't didn't go there, but I'm glad. I don't really like Kevin McHale that much. Yeah, he's um, kind of weird. The Warriors announcer said a couple of things that I tweeted out that I thought were hilarious, because just you'll just see. Uh, in the first quarter, when the Mavericks were up, like they had doubled them up, it was like twelve to six or something like that. The Warriors announcer said, 
Now the Warriors need more scoring outside of Klay Thompson and, and, and Durant. Like, well, one of those dudes scored 37 points in a quarter, and the other one led the league in scoring for four years. Like, what? You're going against the Mavericks that have one dude that can that averages 18 points a game. Like, I just, there's just sort of an embarrassment of riches that the, this team all of a sudden, if they're they're missing, you know, one, you know, MVP, they're like, oh my gosh, the Mavericks or the Warriors just need more scoring. They just, they can't they can't score with the guys on the court. Like, gosh, what is what a stupid thing to say. <laughs> They need more scoring. Like, okay. Oh, my gosh. Durant uh, was like, how many times scoring champion was Durant? Four. Yeah. Four times he was scoring champion. <laughs> hey, one of, my th- one of my things, and this is a national broadcast. I tweeted this out from the Smoking yeah. Cuban. They said, keys to the game tonight. Oh, for yeah. The Ma- <laughs> yeah for I the saw Mavericks. this list that he tweeted out. Sprint back. Yeah. <laughs> no easy baskets. And shoot it well. <laughs> Who makes that graphic and doesn't laugh? Like, just don't even ask for a graphic. <laughs> what graphic. intern is throwing that graphic together and not like, man, this is some hard-hitting basketball laughing, now. Yeah. Just like, Make shots. Let's go. <laughs> Make shots. Score more <laughs> than the other team. <laughs> oh, man. Give me I, another one, though. I was listening. Oh, so another one was uh, they said at some point you have to double Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> that was great. I just I love that. Because, uh, I don't know, it was just like, it was kind of out there, but then it actually happened, and so they are kind of right at that point. Uh, so that was a really good one. Do you do you, do you know who their announcers were again? Uh, not besides Azubuki. I can't remember the other guys off the top of my head. But, uh, but yeah, it was really funny. Oh, they also made a joke at the beginning of the game that I thought was really stupid. They were like, they were like and the starting lineup, blah, 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 and, and Maxi Kleba, and he's like, that guy's name is Maximilian. I call Harrison Barnes multi-million. Like, what? <laughs> what? what kind of punchline is that? It's not even a good nickname. It's not even a good joke. That's awesome. Oh, man. It was just funny. So, all right. Other things in this game. So, we had our say about Motley. Um, Antonius Cleveland's getting some good run in some of these games. Uh, oh, yeah. What have you thought about him so far? And so, since we have a, a decent sample size of seeing him now against some some different opponents, he gives some solid. I mean, he gives some solid minutes defensively, and he even got switched off on Durant some tonight. And yeah, yeah, I mean, Durant scored a couple times on him, but it's just having a wing that his shot's not completely there yet. I mean, he definitely has to have some work with that. But but no, I mean, I like what I see from him. I like this. At least he is getting minutes. Like, I mean, he, yeah. he got 21 minutes tonight. Like, they're giving him that space. And I know Devin, you know, I mean, uh, Seth and Dennis is out. But, but still, Dorian. like, yeah, and Dorian. So, like, give him the minutes. See what he has. And I like what I'm seeing from him so far. We don't need to, you know, he's not going to be a box score guy. I don't need to see 15 points from him. No. I just want to see good defense, steals, stuff like that. And, yeah, I mean, I'm happy with what I see from him. Yeah, I would completely agree with you. And I want to kind of point out how he's different than Dorian Finney-Smith because they seem like such comparable players, and we've mentioned it a little before. But the difference between these two guys is obviously they're both good perimeter defenders. We think that Dorian Finney-Smith is a better defender of fours probably. He's a little bit bigger than Antonius Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland, I think his shot is going to be a little bit better uh, and a little more consistent. Yeah, Dorian's. I agree, and I think we mentioned it last last part where Cleveland and Dodo is different. If, is Cleveland can can guard one through three, Dorian's probably a two through four. Four, yeah, 
And you know, and it, some fives if if you go like I mean the Cavs are playing yeah, yeah. Jeff Green at five right now like Dorian can guard him. Oh yeah yeah for sure. So yeah so those guys I mean it's it's good that they you know they at least have a guy that's twenty something that they're playing off the bench. Um, somebody tweeted to me during the game and said. It's like, man, there's just nothing to watch in this game if you're excited about young players, if you're looking towards the future. And, I mean, he's kind of right. If you look at it, uh, I mean, you have Maxi, but he's 25, so he's, you know, not exactly super young at this point. You have Yogi, he's 24, so he's, you know, still a young guy, but he's, you know, going to turn 25 soon. (laughs) And uh, then you have Cleveland, then you have Motley, and then obviously you have Dorian that's out, and he's like 24 too, and then you have Dennis. Uh, and then Nerlens, which you know we don't have to talk about anymore. But <laughs> so it, to me, that just says that. And the guy was right that you know it's it's hard to look at a team like this and say, man, oh, we're rebuilding so successfully that uh, that the rebuild might take a little bit longer than we think, or take shorter than we think because all these guys are going about about to hit their NBA primes. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, when you say mid twenties, I mean I still consider that pretty pretty young. I mean. It's just Dallas is Dallas is finding some of these gems or you know say gems in a relative term but like in if you want to say Maxi or Yogi or one of these guys I mean these guys they're pl- plucking these guys off the undrafted pool and they're logging you know significant minutes and looking like they could be solid role players now it's just finding the cornerstones and that's what the franchise like we're finding these great role players it's kind of what we said with like Devin and JJ it sucks that they're having such great years on a team that's not uh competitive right now but we have a a great role-playing team it's just we're looking you know we need another piece to add that's why next summer could be so huge because if they could add another a big free agent name with cap space to go along with the top you know eight pick that would be I mean, you don't, you might not need me need much more very far down the road. Yeah, because all these guys, like you said, are role players. I mean, the two that we just mentioned, Cleveland and and Dorian Finney-Smith. Do you think, by the way, do you think Cleveland is a long term piece? Do you think he's a guy that we should keep around on the roster, or do you think he's a guy that just is filling some minutes now? Um, I I would keep him definitely for the rest of the season. Uh, my fear is just if Seth comes back and they just don't have a role for him. So, um. Which is weird to think about. Yeah, and like with Finney, Seth and Finney Smith comes back, you know, I, don't, I just don't think he's going to get minutes. Uh, unless, unless, and this is something, well, we can, I'll just go ahead and mention it now. When you're listening to this, it's December 15th, so right. trade season. A lot of people want to say trade season for the NBA starts today. It does. Uh, it basically which, does. <laughs> which is my favorite season of the same, year. Same, same. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll be writing so much trade stuff, and it's all I do, but like, with trade season come along when it, when you look at Cleveland or somebody, you know Devin Harris. I just put out a piece yesterday. Ten ten teams that should trade for Devin Harris, and you know if Devin gets traded, those are some minutes that could go towards Cleveland's way, and so that that's why I would keep Cleveland on the roster even if Seth or Finney Smith comes back, and you know maybe you unload some of these like veterans or something and create some space for him. Yeah. Uh, I just I just got a uh, a Facebook message, and uh, from some random guy that I was I was friends with like a long time ago, and he said, "Dude, are you an NBA journalist?" <laughs> Plural. <laughs> hey, anyway, I thought that was really funny. Um, 
yeah, I, I think he's I think he's a, a project type guy. I think him and Dorian are eventually you would have to compete with the two to figure out which one you would rather keep. <laughs> and uh, you know, so for for long term purposes at least. But uh, oh, one other thing that I, I noticed in this game, uh, the Warriors announcers said that that the team didn't play JaVale McGee the whole game basically until garbage time, like the very end, because the Mavericks go small. And they kind of plan for this. This happens a lot, they said, that a lot of t- a lot of teams that go small, like they mentioned Portland, that Portland is a team that goes small, and so they didn't play JaVale against them at all. And so I don't want to talk a ton about this, but it made me think about Nerlens and how when Carlisle said matchups, you know, about why Nerlens isn't playing, I think that was definitely a, a real thing. I think that a lot of teams do this, where they look at some big guys and they're like, well, we're, we're not going to play them tonight just because, of, you know, the, the guys are going to be on the court, these guards. And so it – to me, it proved that other teams look at this too. That a Steve Kerr could look at a, a team, even like a team like the Mavericks, that are you know are eight and twenty coming into this game, and say, "Well, we're just not going to play this guy because the Mavericks go really small, so we'd rather match up with them in a different way." Yeah, and the Warriors. I mean, it's, it's kind of simple. Like the Warriors have that luxury to where they can do that. <laughs> oh yeah, the, no, yeah, yeah. With I mean, just the roster, and you know, when you have cornerstones. Uh, like they do, and major pieces like they do, they can they kind of have a little bit more leeway than some other teams. Yeah, and yeah, to me it just said that other teams think about this the exact same way, and it's not just like a Carlisle wasn't playing him just because he doesn't like him. <laughs> you know that there was some legitimacy to that to that point. Yeah, for sure. And Tim McMahon's relationship with Chabelle, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is always a fun a fun conversation that if you ever can get. Anyway, keep on going. Okay, you mentioned the trade deadline. Let's get into that, or the, uh, you know, the not the deadline, but the, uh, I guess the, uh, what is it called in the morning when the stocks open? <laughs> they ring the oh, bell. Oh, gosh. We should, <laughs> yeah. we should ring the bell. <laughs> ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. To, uh, trade season uh, is here. Yeah. Op- open it up. <laughs> Anything, let's get, let's just talk about this quickly. Anything that you're looking out for besides, you know, like uh, uh, Nerlens, obviously, and Devin that you just mentioned? I would look out for Salah. Um, Didn't play tonight. Yeah, I think uh, the Mavericks are just setting on some pieces that you know they 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 need to figure out. That is it worth like I, it is a given. Somebody will give up, would give up a second round pick for Devin Harris. So you have I would to hope decide. So. Yeah. Oh well, that's just a given. That that is there's no way a team a playoff team wouldn't do that. So Mavericks just have to decide. You know, is that. You know he's an expiring, uh, expiring contract. So you're looking at, you know, Salah, Devin, Nerlens. Um, I th- you know, I think those are the with the probably. Big... Yeah, with the just that he's available. Oh yeah, he's definitely available. Um, and then you know McRoberts attaching to that. So I mean, looking at those four guys, you know, five counting with the, and then you know just look at the possibilities of a team willing to attach an asset to uh, for Dallas to take on a bigger contract. Yep. So yeah, that's exactly what uh, I was to, say. to clear some cap. Uh, would that be worth it for Dallas? Depends. That's, that's their decision. You know, would they cut into their cap space next summer to gain a young piece, a young project or a late first round pick? Who knows? And that that's something we'll see over the next month or so. So, a lot of stuff with that. 
Wes Matthews, you know, I think his name will get brought up before the deadline. <laughs> Mostly by fans uh, that want him to leave. Yeah, for sure. Um, that will get you know brought up some, but we'll see. Dallas loves West. They've been pretty open about that. And <clears throat> Dwight Powell is Dwight Powell. I mean, he's still under contract for three three years, like thirty million, something like that. So uh, you can't imagine a team unless there's some bigger deal in the works or something. But there's a, there could be a lot of moving parts, um, or they could set back, or exact same thing we well, said last year. <laughs> yeah. The cap space is different, but the fact that we were like, man, there's a lot of pieces that this team could move, but we're not Well, sure Bogut and Darren was the main two last year uh, just because they're expiring veterans. So now we look at this year and say um, – Nerlens and Devin. Nerlens, yeah. Nerlens, but I think Salah's right there too, though. Yeah. Like I would almost argue Salah a little over Nerlens because Nerlens is just a complicated situation. Like you know exactly what you're getting in Salah Mejri, and some teams would lo- like would love to have that and could use that right now. There's an unknown factor of getting Nerlens right now, and but Salah, you know exactly what you're getting. Like OKC getting Salah would know exactly what they're getting as a backup to, <laughs> to Stephen Adams. They've seen it up close and personal, but you do know you do know what you're getting with Nerlens in the sense that, like. You know what he likes on his hot dog now, so oh there's no gosh. there's no mystery in that. Oh anymore. my gosh! <laughs> All right, the last thing I want to get to in this podcast is uh the new jerseys that leaked. Uh, so NBA 2K screwed it up and <laughs> they uh they put all of the alternate you know the city they call them jerseys on uh, NBA 2K and so we're not sure if these are official, but we're pretty sure that that's pretty much what they're gonna look like. So the Mavericks are up. We both I think we both tweeted it out and. Uh, all right, Isaac, I don't like them. I don't <laughs> like them at all. I don't like the large, super large letters. It just says D-A-L. It has this like lime green outline. It looks basically like, and what, what my wife told me is it looks like it just has like, oh no, my my, uh, my sister told me. It just looks like they took a highlighter to the outside of the jersey and just were like, ah, like let me just outline everything in highlighter. And it kind of looks like those those Timberwolves jerseys that have that you know green outline. And then the the really dark blue slash black base of the jersey. I'm just I'm not about. That's just not Mavericks colors. I don't. No. I don't like them. I hate them. Well, it'll be a black base. It's a black base, but it's yeah. I've heard that they look a lot better in person. Man, um, I would hope so. They just look so bad on the t- yeah. on 2K. So. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, we'll see what it what it turns out to be. We'll see when the, you know, the NBA and the franchises are like cringing whenever it, it drops on 2K because it's just you know it's different. You know, teams will be able to Control put out a, a, a sweet yeah a sweet graphic video promo uh, for their jerseys to make it look better compared to this like you know video game. But Dallas might not be the most impressive, but it's not the most ugly. Because New Orleans, wow, man, the magic jersey that's like a like, like night, Disney. It's like a night sky with like stars everywhere. <laughs> it's just some of the like even like good. Golden State's ugly. New York looks like I guess it's a fireman symbol or something. It looks like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, some but some of them I did like. I, I remember I liked Atlanta's. I remember I liked uh, your boys. I liked the Lakers one. Yeah, I didn't like that. One. It was the black one that was not the Hollywood Knights jersey. It was like a just a black with yeah. yellow outline jersey. It had some like I had like, like a cool like three D letter type thing. 
It actually looked like a jersey that was like normal kind of. Some of those looked like it's like what what are y'all doing? Who designed it? OKC's I liked OKC's a lot. That was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I liked Memphis's. Memphis has that like that lettering that I don't think uh, I saw that one. like really tall letters. It's just like black and white. I kind of liked it. I didn't see it. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, but then somebody compared it to like it uh, looks like the Clippers. Somebody compared kinda. it to the. <laughs> the boycott signs that they used to have in uh, before civil rights. <laughs> kind of looks like that font, I guess. So, all right. Well, those will be coming out soon. Oh, the Kings was the worst. The, king, the Kings with that lion. This like lion oh, with yeah. the blue. Okay. I don't mind the lion. It's the color scheme. Yeah, the and color like, scheme is bad. The co- like how no, like they're gonna some of these teams are gonna get laughed so like, they're gonna get made fun of so much on social media. Yeah. But. Completely. So, all right. Well, that was a good. That was a good like four minute to- conversation about <laughs> uh, visual jerseys that you guys probably aren't looking at right now. So, hopefully, we described them well enough for you. Just all go right. on Twitter. Just a reminder: the Mavericks did lose this game. I don't know if I said that. One hundred and twelve to ninety seven. The Mavericks moved to eight and twenty one on the season. Uh, that top spot. That top spot's looking pretty good right now. Uh, they are only a couple games away from. It's not looking good. They're not going to get it. I mean, they're they're inching towards it though. The Hawks right now are six and twenty-two. the The Bulls are seven and twenty, and the Mavericks are now eight and twenty-one. So, they're uh they're they're hanging around up there. Let's just say. I that. still think Dallas will finish outside the top five, but I, I think so too, which is sad. Um, they'll, they'll start we'll getting some of these guys back. Dennis will play better in the second half of the season. Me and uh, your boy at Moneyball, uh, Kirk, had a good uh, back and forth on Twitter today about. Luka Doncic and Doncic and we can talk about another pod coming up but uh, just about prospects and who's over the other and who would be a better fit for Dallas and just rating their level the weight that the level of competition these prospects have and how much that plays into the process and but Nick and I can go deeper into that uh, another day yep we will definitely do that i thought that was an interesting conversation that we will have at some point there's a lot of time between now and the lottery slash the draft <laughs> i want to give a shout out to eliezer yeah who lives in far do you say far he lives far he lives like pretty far away <laughs> is that how you pronounce it i don't far? know it's p-h-a-r-r somebody somebody correct us but far texas we'll just say far texas he's the owner of a taco shop down there it's right in in the southern part of texas uh but he reached out saying that man he just got on twitter to just show some support and love to us he listens to the pod all the time uh bro if i ever come down there i'm coming to get tacos i told you that on dms on twitter uh so i'm gonna hold you to that but thanks for listening nick and i we love hearing stuff like that we love hearing where you're listening from some people's reached out saying they list out they listen through their night shift um, just different stuff. We people listening through recovery efforts in Houston. Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, it's we love hearing stuff like that. And uh, so, if you do, if you are listening at random places, always reach out to us. Always write us, say what's up, and uh, we'll shout you out sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I love that. When I tweeted out the uh, the top ten countries, there's a lot of people reaching out. They're like, "Oh man, my country, you know, Brazil wasn't mentioned, or my country of India wasn't." You know, I just love hearing where you guys are listening from because there's a bunch of different countries, especially Trinidad and Tobago. If you guys are listening from Trinidad and Tobago, <laughs> shout out. Let's lime sometimes. All right, thanks for listening to Locked On Mavericks. 
Oh, peace out. Boom. Forest forward.